The Lifestylist, episode 153. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. People often ask me how I do all of the crazy stuff that I do, how I produce all these podcasts largely on my own and all the social media and video content, my fashion school. I'm a pretty high energy guy. I'm 47 years old, but it takes a lot to do everything that I do. So I'm, of course, a huge fan of supplements. And my favorite recent supplement, if you can even call it that, it's really more of a food, is by a company called Athletic Green. So I reached out to them, said, hey, I love your stuff. I want to get you on the show. Sponsor me, help support the show. They're down, I'm down. And now I'm turning you on to something really new to me and awesome, although they've been around for quite some time. So Athletic Greens is a fantastic product. And because you listen to this show, if you're interested in trying it, you can get 20 free travel packs valued at $99 with your first purchase. Sounds pretty dope, right? So go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Luke and hook yourself up. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash Luke. You can live the dream like me, get all your superfoods in one scoop every day. It's fantastically easy and powerful. Check it out. This episode of the Lifestylist Podcast, along with many others, is brought to you by my friends over at Organifi. And today, the product I'd like to talk about is Organifi Gold, and it gets a serious gold medal. The purpose of this particular product is to soothe you and to help you recover and relax. So I typically do this one at night in a hot drink, which I'll tell you about, although you can do it on ice during the daytime. It's kind of an all-in-one deal. But the core ingredient of the gold is turmeric, and it's an anti-inflammatory spice that's one of my favorites. I use it all the time. It's got actually over 8,000 published studies and articles showing its numerous health benefits. So I'll make myself a nice fatty little golden latte to wind the night down. It's also a way that I cheat and trick my friends into thinking I'm a really good chef because I make this amazing drink. But literally all there is is hot water and Organifi gold and some ghee or coconut oil and it tastes amazing because it's got uh, coconut milk and cinnamon and ginger and lemon balm and a couple medicinal mushrooms. So it's a really warm, relaxing beverage and it's clinically proven to reduce stress. So that's what I like to do at night. That's Organifi Gold. And you can mix it into all kinds of drinks and smoothies and make ice cream out of it and everything. It's just totally badass. And more than anything, I mean, it's good for you and all that, of course, but it's just super, super delicious. I love this stuff. I live on it. Okay, so go to Organifi.com slash Luke. That's Organifi with an I. Organifi.com forward slash Luke. And if you use the code LIFESTYLIST, you'll save 20% off on your little bucket of gold. That's Organifi.com forward slash Luke, 20% off with LIFESTYLIST. 
Right now, you are listening to perhaps the luckiest man in the world because on a weekly and sometimes bi-weekly basis, I get to present to you, the listener, the Lifestylist Podcast. Today's show is called Anti-Aging Miracles with the Nano V. This is a bonus episode, a special report. Every once in a while, I find a product or service out there that I'm using, that I'm digging, and I want to do a whole show about it, which is why I make it a bonus episode because they're so niche and so focused. I don't know that necessarily everyone in the world is going to want to hear about it. But if you're into cutting edge health and healing and quite frankly, biohacking miracles, this is an episode you don't want to miss. So here's what's up. If you name a cutting edge health device out there, I've probably tried it. I'm always on the hunt for the best, the newest, the most powerful ways to transform my health. I mean, I'm 48, so the anti-aging thing is becoming more meaningful to me all the time. And I've been doing this for over 21 years. Now, that said, I have a closet of things that sound pretty awesome in theory, have a bunch of cool bells and whistles, but are pretty iffy in practice. So after I saw a lot of my biohacking bros like Dave Asprey and Ben Greenfield and these guys using this device, the Nano V, I knew there had to be something to it. So I started doing some research. Now I knew about easy or exclusion zone water, which is what this thing makes. So I became pretty obsessed with getting my hands on this device and figuring out how I could get this exclusion zone water into my body because it does some pretty badass stuff. When I first had the opportunity to use a Nano V, I felt this amazing surge of energy and clarity So I knew eventually I'd end up getting one for myself. And then if it worked and I still liked it, I would track down the people behind it, which is what I did. So I caught up with Hans and Rowena at the Longevity Now conference and literally dragged them away from their very busy booth. Thank God their daughter was there to to, um, to keep track of everything because literally like they always have a lot. I've seen them on a few events like the Bulletproof conference. They always have a line of people and I'm like, dude, please, please give me an hour. I think we did like an hour and a half. So I took them into my recording room at the conference for an insanely deep interview on how and why this thing works. And this is going to blow your freaking mind, folks. But before we jump into that, I want to let you know about next week's episode with Max Lugavir, where we talk about genius foods for high performance and happiness. That's a great show on lifestyle and diet. Max is a really fun, cool, young, successful writer. He's like kind of a uh, a mini me, really bright dude though. Maybe not a mini me, maybe brighter than me, but uh, he's a cool guy, very down to earth. And then I have a couple events coming up. I'd love for you to come out and meet me in person. It's great that you get to hear my voice, but I don't really get to hear your voice. So come hang out with me at Next Health in Century City, August 22nd. And then I'll be speaking at one of my favorite biohacking haunts, Osteo Strong, on August 23rd out in West LA. So if you're going to be in Los Angeles that week in August, come hang out with me. You can get into these events by going to lukestory.com forward slash events. That's lukestory.com forward slash events. And I'm adding more speaking gigs all the time. And now here's a little information about this episode and our awesome guest. So first guest is Hans Eng. He's the president and CEO of the Eng3 Corporation, a Seattle-based company that produces applied biophysics technology for the U.S. and international markets. Wow, that was hard to spit out. Real technical stuff, real geeky stuff. (laughs) And then Rowena Gates, and she's the vice president for the Eng3 Corporation. Two really cool, sweet people. I've really enjoyed getting to know them and uh, especially just sitting down. And they were so patient with me in this episode because I'm such a geek about this stuff. 
I want to know literally everything. Here's what we talk about in the episode. Hans's 25 plus years of experience with advanced medical technologies. Now, I want to warn you, Hans is not only a super genius scientist kind of guy, but he's also German and has a pretty thick accent. So at times, Rowena and myself act as translators for his deeply technical talk with a German accent. I'm sure you'll be able to understand. He's got great English, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, really geeky science stuff can be tough and add an accent to it and uh, you could be in trouble. But the information is mind-blowing, so you're going to love it. Next, why all water is not created equal. Now, you know I did a few episodes recently about water and one of the things we talked about was the fourth phase of water and how it heals your body. Turns out that's what the Nano-V does. Then how I use the Nano-V to maximize my recent crazy-ass stem cell treatment that I did in Utah. What you need to know about how food, water, and proteins help your body function. The body's nearly unlimited ability to repair itself, regardless of what conventional thinking might suggest. How Nano-V works in harmony with your body instead of overriding it. And then why the term incurable disease is BS. You know what that stands for. I don't want to say it this soon in the episode, but... Let's just call it BS. There are no incurable diseases according to nature. What oxidative stress is and why you want your body to repair it. And then finally, how Nano-V helps the J2 racing team take on the most dangerous course in the world. Now, it's really funny as I launch into this interview because I literally just got done doing my evening meditation while running the Nano-V, which I do literally every single day, sitting on my couch. So it's with super legit excitement that I present to you the people behind it. Enjoy the show and make sure to share it with a friend. Welcome to the show, you guys. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm really, hey. I'm really excited to see you guys again. So I've seen you at a conference before and maybe had a quick chat, but this is the first time we've actually had a chance to spend the time. So Rowena and Hans, here we are on the Lifestylist podcast. And we're going to be talking about today, folks, uh, a device called the Nano-V. And the audience knows that one of the things that I really pride myself in as being on the cutting edge of modalities and technology, whether they be you know, a gadget of, that requires electricity or something in nature that you can use to improve your health and well-being, uh, that I really pride myself in finding the best and the newest and the most powerful. And I got to say that um, this is one of those devices that has an immediate impact on how you feel. And having been in the game now for 21 plus years of trying every different gadget that's supposed (laughs) to do this and supposed to do that. I mean, I've got a closet full of things that the ionic foot bath. And I mean, just like you name some weird health device, I've probably tried Mm -hmm. it. And a lot of them sound cool and there's a lot of bells and whistles, but you try it and you're like, I don't know. I don't feel anything. It doesn't really have any noticeable effect. But from the moment I got the Nano V, I was like, wow. I have literally, like you could just say, I have more energy mm-hmm. after 15 mm-hmm. minutes sitting in front of this crazy, weird little tube. And so now I've been using it every day, multiple times per day. And we're going to talk about whether I'm doing it too much, which I do a lot of. Uh, so I'm really happy to sit down with, uh, with you guys and get the real deal on what this is. So let's start out a little bit, Hans, with your background. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seem to be a very smart, science-y kind of guy. What, what's your deal? What is your education mm-hmm. and expertise? Yeah. My background is material science. Yeah? A lot of people think material science is about metal and plastic. Yeah? But material science is going far deeper into biomolecules and those things. And biomolecules are 
for example, the content of ourselves. Yeah? And the other part that I'm working now since the last 15 years in is a material science about water. Yeah? Because we didn't know very much about water. Everybody thought that is not really necessary to look a little bit deeper in. Yeah? But in the material scientific science world, in the last, let's say, easily 10 to 15 to 20 years, the water science was a focus and we know far more today about it than we were knowing beforehand. So um, this new science, this research that is done on a lot of universities, many universities, yeah, and we work with many universities together, uh, these science are very often basic science and it takes time to incorporate it to, in our daily life, yeah, to have this then infecting us with products for example. And it's also kind of more difficult to to know about it. Yeah? Because at first, you know, scientific information is spread within the universities, the next generation of students have to adopt it, and then it trickles down in the society. So a lot of things which maybe we can talk today about it. It sounds new for a lot of people, but it's actually some decades old knowledge already. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Uh Water happens to be one of my very favorite topics. In fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I released in one week uh, tr what I called a trilogy, which was the first time I've ever done this, but I did a three-part series all about water. So mm -hmm. I interviewed three experts on water, and in total, it was six and a half hours worth of content. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. we talked about was water the whole time. And <laughs> yeah. that, you know, as you know, I'm sure you got 15 years in this, mm -hmm. that didn't even begin to scratch the surface. But it was an overview of recommending the best drinking water and explaining mm -hmm. you know, what the problems with tap water and bottled water and how to get spring water and all of that stuff. So it's something I'm really excited to, to dive deeper into. So Rowena, how did you get into the health industry and all that? Well, I backed into it. I came out of the tech industry and I started working with Hans and it was more of a favor and I'll just help out and so on. And I just couldn't leave because it was helpful to people. And when you felt like you were really making a difference in people's lives and and their well-being, then I wanted to keep doing that. And so I've been working now for a long time in this area. When you worked in the tech industry, what kind of stuff did you work on and what capacity? Um, we were, my first company was one of the earliest for uh, online international trade organizing logistics. Interesting. And the second one was international trade documentation over the internet which was the first company that started in 95. So it was wow. you know, kind of early. Yeah, yeah. Before there, Maybe before it was called the internet. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, um, it was challenging. It was mm -hmm. uh, the two things that seemed to be working on the internet at the time were sex and FedEx. Right, and right. And that was on the cover of Wired magazine. And That's funny. Yeah. I think the first time I saw internet was probably in... 97. And of course, it, my little brothers were the ones that showed me. So mm -hmm. needless to say, the first thing I looked at was not FedEx. <laughs> I was not tracking packages. <laughs> but you'd have to wait forever. So it's very frustrating. Kind of like in real life when you're, yeah. when you're a teenager, you know, mm -hmm. as boys, we, we're, we're used to waiting. And that's where the internet was like, okay, I digress. Uh, I told you guys I keep it casual. Here. We have fun on the show. So, okay, I'm interested, Hans. Before you had this company, Ang3, and mm -hmm. Ang is your last name, okay? Yep. Mm -hmm. What's the three? It is also my third company. Yeah. Oh, okay, yep. okay. Yeah, it's the first company. Um, it was a kind of spin-off company in Berlin, in Germany. 
Um, I walked. That's funny. I thought you. I thought that was like a Brooklyn accent. Or <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I worked uh, pretty much right after the university in the medical device industry in the R and D departments for companies for human implants. Uh, so we developed uh, human implants like hip and knee implants and artificial bones and dental implants out of different materials. I just got a dental implant. Yeah. Yeah, we were one of the first one who created those things. Yeah, really. And um, that one, this company I worked work, worked in was Johnson Johnson. Then later, and um, during um, reorganization in this company, uh, there was a spin-off possibility for me, and I created my own company and developed my own line of human implants and produced them, marketed them, and then a different other company and asked if they could take. This over, yeah. So that was for me the time where I said, okay, I give it to the so next, out. next higher level. Yeah, they can right. carry it on on a bigger level than I could do. Do they still exist? Actually, I do not know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you moved on, and you're like, peace, I'm out. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, that's cool. No because, looking back. Yeah, because during the time at Johnson Johnson, I was not only in the uh, responsibility for the R and D part of the R&D and for the quality assurance management. I was also doing the FDA registration for these European products uh, and became very involved in the regulatory affairs worldwide uh, okay. and those things. So That's why you're, before we started recording, you you mentioned you know your awareness about <laughs> medical claims you can make and not make. So you must have a, an intimate understanding of those regulations. Yes, then. yes. So I moved then in the second company. Uh, the was not ENGS 2. Uh, it was all these things had different names, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was focused on uh, consulting other companies with their regulatory affairs abilities and to bring their products in the FDA, in the FDA markets. Right. Uh, FDA is not only uh, re- required for the US, it's also required for other countries. Oh, okay. So mm. that's interesting. So your path, it's, you know, it's funny when you look back in time like that, isn't it, that you did all these, you know, things that paved the way for you to be able to kind of find your... Mm-hmm. What I think is probably your calling now. You, you know, you got something that really seems to be clicking and working for people, and all of those steps along the way, doing these other things, were sort of leading you to this. Yeah, right. It fits together. There was a yeah. hand holding thing from one step to the other, right. and right. It, the bigger picture is the big picture. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And were you uh, <laughs> while you were working within those companies in that industry? Were you also interested in alternative health and? health food and healing and crazy, you know, devices and things like that. Cause a lot of them seem to come from Germany. You know, there's a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. wacky woo woo sort of health devices over the years. I've mm-hmm. seen, Oh, what's this thing? Oh, it's in the manuals in German. Always, you know, <laughs> it's like Germany, Russia, and then yeah. sometimes Japan. Mm-hmm. Those seems to be the three countries where there's yeah. this movement of, of medical grade devices mm-hmm. used to treat illnesses or mm-hmm. things like that. Um, we are basically focused on biology to improve, to create a tool that is necessary in certain areas. Yeah? The field that is applying these technologies is over the years always changing. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, alternative medicine 20 years ago didn't exist this term really. Yeah? Today we have right. an industry around it. We are not designing a tool for a specific market yeah? so that feeds into this market. We have a tool that works, is validated, and different markets will take advantages of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So we, you mentioned now as the, the medical field, yeah? we have professional sports people, the sports and the performance area is using our technology. Yeah? At the end, we have corporate wellness that is using it. Yeah? And corporate wellness is using it probably to 
improve the productivity of the client, yeah, yeah, not yeah. necessarily to think that they have a well-being at that desk. Yeah? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the group that applies those technologies are always the same. These are humans. Right. And that is designed for the humans. Right. But you personally, were you into health food and all this kind of stuff? Or are you just an average Joe eating pizza and cheeseburgers, drinking Cokes? And have you ever had any you know, health challenges or anything that led you into like, wow, I want to get into something that really yeah. supports health? Or Yeah, I was always interested in the health area. Yeah? Okay. Helping people, seeing what kind of advantage they have, also knowing what sometimes not to do because it would be a disadvantage for the person right. was always my fear. I'm, even right. when I was... A young boy, I volunteered in life rescue organizations. Yeah, I was interested to help people. That's so that was a good thing to do. And uh, it gives another satisfaction for your work. You go home at the end of the evening and said, hopefully that will help people. Yeah. That yeah. Will be good. I, I have that mm -hmm. same bug. You know, I have, have my amp coil over here, this biofeedback PMF mm -hmm. thing. I have your device in my hotel room. I have. <laughs> Uh, my molecular hydrogen machine, my biomat. I travel with all this stuff <laughs> because I need it just to perform like I do. I mean, I did six interviews yesterday. Yeah. Today, I'll do another six. I mean, I, I work at a dizzying pace. So mm -hmm. it's for myself. But what I really like is I run into someone in the conference and I go, how are you doing? They're like, oh man, I didn't get any sleep. Oh, I mm -hmm. ate something weird. I have a headache. I'm like, come to my room. And I just love like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I did it with Elliot's mm -hmm. girlfriend, Bree yesterday. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, I didn't get much sleep. I feel run down. I said, all right, come here, come to the room. We sat her on the biomat and I hooked her up to the hydrogen and the nano V and all this crazy stuff. And I said, just give me 30 minutes. Just give me 30 minutes and I want you to just open your mind, open your heart. This is all safe. None of this can hurt you. Just relax. Trust me. And she trusted me. She felt comfortable. You know, 30 minutes later, she was a different woman. I mean, yeah. she came out of it and we meditated. That's usually what mm -hmm. I do. If somebody knows how to meditate, we'll, we'll run all that stuff. And then I say, all right, forget about all this crap now. And let's just meditate and just be with yourself or be with God and allow, you know, these devices to assist your biology and coming back into balance. And it's just... I love seeing the before and after because mm -hmm, after mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, how do you feel? How do you feel? Mm -hmm. On a one to 10, where were you? And she's like a three, no energy, you know, kind of anxiety, whatever. And then now she's like a nine. Oh my God, I feel reborn. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, I get so much satisfaction mm -hmm. out of that. It's such a fun thing to be able to do. Yeah. This trade show has been really fun for that because it's a hard environment, the air quality and all the noise of people and so on. I mean, no complaints, but it, it's kind of an intense environment for a lot of people and they feel so much better after a session at at our booth. And it's it's kind of nice because you feel like you can sort of reanimate these people and they can go back out and have more fun, learn more. You well, know? yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's one of the unique things about the NanoV is it's quantifiable. Like you notice mm -hmm. it, especially... And I don't, you know, I don't think you're being negative or disparaging against this venue, but I mean, let's face it, like a corporate sort of hotel like this, yeah. I mean, this lighting is horrendous. The air is recycled. There's no natural light coming in at all. You're enclosed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, it's a very domesticated, unnatural environment. Yeah. And so I don't care how healthy you are. And these are probably some of the healthiest people in the world at this conference, but still your biology knows mm -hmm. that you're, you've been sequestered from your natural environment and you're now a zoo animal in a cage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, I'm all about like, all right, cool. I, I want to go to the conference. I know that I'm going to have bad air and probably not optimal food in some cases, bad lighting, just I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing things that are going to make me feel fatigued. So it's cool to be able to do that. So how yeah. did you meet Hans? Um, through a friend that's also from Berlin who used to be my next door neighbor. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. And you're from Vancouver? I'm from Vancouver, but I was living in Seattle, as was Hans. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's weird. It seems like people in Vancouver and Seattle, it's almost interchangeable. Yeah. And I, I'm like, it's a different country. How do you guys do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, people seem to just like jump over. I'm like, you can't do that in Tijuana and San Diego. Yeah. You know, it's like weird. No, I just, um, I came to go to University of Washington and I, see. I never left. I see. That's so, cool. Yeah, yeah, I interviewed uh, Danielle Laporte yesterday mm-hmm. and she's from Vancouver. Yeah, interesting. A lot of that happening here. And were you into you know natural health and things like that when you're working in the tech industry or did you just kind of get on board when you met Hans and this technology? I was already paying attention to, especially to diet. So I'd, I'd always had organic food. I have two children and I'd always paid attention to diet and exercise and I meditated. I, David Wolf was around. I remember getting his raw cacao beans and right, things, right. you know, in the olden days, but there wasn't so much of that around. Yeah. But I'd say generally I was kind of following that approach. Yeah. Definitely a lot of time out in the in nature. And also Hans has that in common with me where he was in the backcountry all the time, hiking in the summer, snowboarding in the winter. You know, he was... <laughs> You're a snowboarder? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was... Those of you watching, you can watch this video on YouTube. And I, I would never see Hans walking on the stream and go, I bet that dude's a great snowboarder. <laughs> I think so. That's cool. That's cool. I love it. All yeah. right. So so let's uh, let's dig into... I want to get into the technology a bit, but I really want to unpack the water piece mm-hmm. because as I said, this is... I'm just... Maybe it's because I'm a Scorpio. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I'm like literally obsessed with water. It is the most fascinating substance in the world. And so... I was into water and, you know, looking at the work of Victor Schauberger and different people and kind of getting a greater understanding that this mysterious thing that we mm-hmm. think, oh, it's just this liquid thing that you can freeze, but it, you know, it has three different ways that it can exist, right? Mm-hmm. It can be solid in the, in the case of ice, it can be a vapor in the case of steam, and then it can be a liquid. And we kind of think like, that's what water is. And I think a lot of people just think water is water. Mm-hmm. The water you get mm-hmm. out of the taps, the same water. Maybe we think the only water that's different is water in the ocean. Because you can't drink it, right? Because it, right. a little bit salty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think everyone's just like, oh, water's water, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've always known since I started drinking mm-hmm. out of springs, that when I drink out of a spring, there's something different happening. Mm-hmm. When you get water out of a high altitude, like a really, you know, I mean, there's different varying qualities of spring water, but high altitude, dense rock formation, you know, really hard rock, not, you know, soft limestone stuff, but like granite mm-hmm. mountain. And you go 10,000 feet up and you drink water out of that spring you light up. I mean, it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. And, and I mm-hmm. was aware of that. And then you go and you buy like a Dasani water at the airport. And it's like, oh, this is not the same thing that I just got on the mountain while I was on that trip, you know? Yep. So I started having this more intimate relationship and mm-hmm. studying, you know, guys like David Wolf and Daniel Vitalis and learning, oh yeah, people are into, there's this niche of people into spring water. Mm-hmm. Then years go by and I hear about this guy, Gerald Pollack. And started hearing him on some podcasts and stuff. I've not read his book, The Fourth Phase of Water, which I saw on your table. And then he's saying, hey, people, I've done some research. And there's another phase of water called the fourth phase of water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Hans, if you could kind of take us on a you know a summarized version of what you've discovered along the way mm-hmm. about water. Oh, yeah. Number one, I did not discover it. Yeah? <laughs> so <laughs> what I can do is um, we came also from a little bit different side in but we are very soon touching the water as a very important part like i said my background is material science i'm more focused on the proteomic on the proteins and it was always interesting 
Why are these proteins, these are the workhorses in our body, in every living species, they are making everything, they are executing, they are stopping, they are running everything, but only when they're in their three-dimensional shape. Huh? So how they, do they achieve this three-dimensional shape? And when you're talking about these proteins, is that like when I have a scoop of whey protein and I take that into my digestive system, does that then become those proteins you're talking about? Uh, it Depends what kind of product you take to you. Oh, okay. Yeah? So, so say I eat a steak. If you eat a steak, what happens? It goes in your stomach and you have enzymes, which are proteins in your stomach. They rip every proteins apart, what okay. you eat there. Because the essential part is a certain amount of amino acids that we need in our body to produce proteins. We cannot produce these by ourselves. We have to ah, take okay. this in by food. And our enzymes... They cannot read labels. They don't see what kind of protein name it, it comes in. It gets shredded. And only the important part of the amino acids that are necessary for our body are being then distributed all over the body. So they are sending the building blocks for our proteins into the cells. Now they are available there. And during the gene expression... So the, these proteins are really small because they're able to get into the cell. The amino acids are very small and proteins are generally very small. And okay. we think we can have, have several 10,000 of these proteins in one cell. Wow. Uh, okay. okay. I'm trying to get a perspective. I'm very visual. Yeah. So I'm like creating an infographic mm -hmm. in my mind. Like, okay, here's a mm -hmm. cell. Then how big is one of these little proteins? You know, for 10,000 of those to fit in a cell. You, you guys, I'm using hand signals here. You know, on YouTube, you see that. But yeah. And, and that is one of those problems because we don't know anything about it. We do not right. have technologies, microscope, who can see these small oh, little pieces. Interesting. Yeah. If you think if is a room we are sitting in here, think a shipping container is the size of our cell, and you have little tennis boards in there, yeah? and they are floating thousand tennis boards around it. There are big distances between the tennis boards, and you have to know with your specific microscope where the thing is to find it. And if you don't know where it is, you will never find it. Yeah? And that is exactly the problem what we have in. Um, identifying those things. We assume that we have 900,000. We know only something about 30,000. So the majority is a black hole for us. Yeah? So even if we find out today that we have a certain disorder, we are not able to, to exactly find out which kind of proteins got damaged that causes disorder. We know only there is a whole group of proteins or maybe only one that is not working, but we cannot address the specific I say, structure of this protein because we don't know this. Is that due to the fact that they're so small we can't look at them yes. and see how they've become deformed? Or, yes. Mm -hmm. or, yeah, interesting. And how do these proteins work in the body? Are they, are they, so these amino acids create these proteins and then they're in your cell and then your cells through the, and correct me where I'm wrong, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get a grip on this. Then through your bloodstream, these cells are delivered to all your various organs and everything around your body. And then mm -hmm. they're going in and seeing where things need to be repaired and working on... Uh, they, cells don't really, uh, the cells don't need to really be distributed to the bloodstream. Oh, they have their oh. own cells, that's their own cell structure. So every so tissue... Do the, so do the cells like, okay, the cells in, in a particular organ, let's just say mm -hmm. the cells in my liver yep. that contain 10,000 of these proteins, hopefully... Mm -hmm. Are they just, do those cells just stay in the liver and yes. keep working there? So it's not like the cells cruise around and go different nope. places. They stay there okay, yeah, and okay. they have a certain purpose. Yeah, right. And they have a certain content of proteins which are only in there. Yeah. Okay. And 
you know, heard something about stem cell, yeah, that is a cell that is actually able to become a specialized right. cell and then it stays, for example, only in the liver and will not do anything else. That is your liver cell. So when I just had my stem cell treatment, I think I told you guys, oh yeah, yeah I emailed you, Rowena, right? And I was yeah. like, what do I do? Is this, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And then I got my device right after, which is mm-hmm. thank you, by the way, for the fast shipping. Because <laughs> uh, I was, I really wanted to maximize that. So for example, when I got um, stem cell treatment, I got them injected in a number of places, my scalp, my face, my mm-hmm. uh, private parts, my right hip, my SI joint, my shoulder, anywhere where I have pain or mm-hmm. just, I wanted to look prettier, you know? So say I got a big syringe of those stem cells and exosomes, which is this other new kind of derivative of stem cells, as I understand it. I got those in my SI joint because that mm-hmm. ligament appears to be injured and that's where the majority of my pain's coming. So when those stem cells go in there, they're just like, Kunk, I'm going to lock in that area wherever they were delivered. Yes. And they then lock express in. themselves in whatever, from whatever signal they're getting from the body so, as a whole. Right. The intention is that they learn from the neighboring cells to become ah. these neighbors. Yeah? Cool. So if you have a problem in cartilage, for example, yeah, you get these in there and they have to learn to become cartilage cells. Ah, yeah? interesting. So stem cell. Mm-hmm. And the reason we expressed that device to you is that the in combination with stem cell treatment, the Nanovi is just fantastic, including pre-treatment, which you missed out on. But the stem cells, once you have the injections, they can be in, the benefits of that can be in the system for quite a long time. And if you use the NanoV device to help the whole system utilize that stem cell activity and support it so that more of them live because of everything that's injected, there's only a certain percentage that survive. So if you can improve the environment for them so more of them take and do their job, then you've just made a lot bigger benefit out of your stem cell treatment. Right. That's and it interesting. Can go on for months. That's cool. I'm yeah. glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because I I think I just reached out. I was like, hey, I'm doing this treatment. Would the would the nano V be supportive? <laughs> and you're like, yes, definitely. Would have been ideal if you could do before, but definitely keep doing it forever afterward. But I didn't really know why. And that's yeah. interesting because now that I've had the procedure and I'm, you know, online and I'm researching like, okay, how do I maximize this? There is there are a lot of issues with many of them dying. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you mm-hmm. go spend all this money and you know, it's kind of painful. And so, you know, it's a medical procedure, kind of a mini surgery. It's not fun. Um, not that big of a deal, but not fun. But I've seen people doing acupuncture and all sorts mm-hmm. of different things to protect those, you know, those very yeah. expensive, frankly, They're, stem yeah. cells. They come out of you, but the process of getting them out and putting them back in is very expensive mm-hmm. yeah. in most cases. I think it will become more affordable as the demand increases, of course. So, so that's helping support the system as a whole so that those cells that I got reintroduced to different places in my body or have a hospitable environment right, right by right. which to, to flourish and to express themselves in whatever way mm-hmm. is signaled by my body. Yes. That's right. interesting. Yes. So mm-hmm. the cells around them are like, hey, we're rebuilding this cartilage right here. Yeah. Come join the party. Okay, and cool. Yeah. The cells are not traveling around. They stay locally okay, and so they do their stuff. I always yeah. think about like, if I'm taking a supplement, you know, and it's say it's like a, a nano emulsification mm-hmm. or something like a, a you know liposomal delivery, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to put it under my tongue. It's going to find some cells in there. Then those cells are going to take it somewhere <laughs> else in my body and go do stuff. All right, yeah. this is great. No, it would be nice if my leg muscles could move. The leg muscle cells could move in my arm cells, then I would have bigger arms. That's funny. <laughs> they okay. Aren't, they aren't. <laughs> okay, so your early work, you're starting to look at these proteins and how these proteins tend to fold or collapse and essentially become in, inert and not usable by your body. Yeah. Um, as a starting point was, like I said, we mentioned, 
folded protein, when they're in the three-dimensional shape, they are working and they are doing everything in our. They are responsible for our breathing. They are responsible for the oxygen transport. Hemoglobin, everybody knows it is a protein. Uh, it goes into the ATP. In the mitochondria, proteins control the ATP production. Oh, I was yeah. going to ask that. Yeah. So, so now the buzz, big buzzword is mitochondria, mitochondria. Everyone's like eating and taking supplements to support their mitochondria. Mm -hmm. So these folded proteins, proteins are even smaller than the mitochondria? Far smaller. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Far smaller, okay. Yeah. Uh, Really far, far, far smaller. Okay. Yeah? So the inside the protein. I wish we had a chalkboard and we could like, you know, <laughs> make little shapes because I literally, that's how I see it. I think, do you guys, in your little, you have a video like yes. a, on your site. I think it it kind of shows that mm -hmm. in sort of a, a, a drawing. Like yeah, it's a right? three-dimensional okay. animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah 3D animation. Takes yeah. pretty much everything that we learn in high school in biology or in medical biophysics in the universities. Yeah, we try to put this in a short 3D so movie. So I'm going to, we'll put that in the show notes to go to your homepage. Is it uh, eng3corp.com? Correct. Okay, so E-N-G, mm -hmm. the number three corp.com, you guys. We'll put it in the show notes, but if you want to check it out, it's a really informative little sort of cartoon 3D mm -hmm. animation thing that a kid would understand the mm -hmm. mechanism of what's happening. Because when you read about it, it to me, I'm like, what? Uh -huh. It sounds... It makes sense, mm -hmm. but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, so carry on. Yeah. So um, the proteins working when they're three-dimensional. Unfortunately, these guys are getting constantly damaged. Yeah? And they have to be re-establishing their three-dimensional form. And that happens in the cells constantly. Yeah? Because we are producing so many free radicals per day that would wipe us out easily without any repair in a very short time. Yeah? So these proteins can collapse, fold, and become, you know... Yeah, they, they, they collapse, they're a yeah. string, now they're working not anymore, okay. now they have to get reinstalled again. Yeah? So they can be brought back to life and reanimated, though? Yes, you could okay. say those things. Yeah, okay. And that is a physical process, that's a thermodynamic process. Yeah, And uh, that was where we're looking in. Yeah? How is that? be triggered, this kind of thermodynamic process, this change of entropy, it's um, another name, because it is not a chemical reaction, that is a physical reaction. Yeah? And a physical process that happens very fast. Yeah? And that is for all the proteins, even for all the unknown proteins, the same process. Yeah? And the only reason or the only matter that these proteins are connected to is a water as they are in, in the cellular water. Yeah? And then we went deeper into the water science, what is out there, and then suddenly we saw all the water researchers who are working on researching water properties. Yeah? And suddenly what they found in a very specific area of the research of water properties, and that's more around the Professor Pollock uh, um, findings and other colleagues of him, yeah? that is the formation of the special stage on water's surface and when the protein is embedded in the water it creates a surface to the water the so-called fourth phase now the fourth phase has a higher order um, because of certain effects to the water the water has to get a higher order on that surface and with the unordered protein that is surrounded by the high order when enough of the high orders around the protein, the entropy change happens. Simply the protein flips, forms in its right shape. The order loses its water yeah, and suddenly it is there and starts to work. So yeah. the 
in the sense, the term I use, like reanimating that folded protein that's kind of collapsed mm-hmm. and is just not doing its job mm-hmm. anymore. So when we introduce this fourth phase of water, this ordered water mm-hmm. into the cell, for whatever reason, <laughs> it's unknown. It's just like the creator made this weird thing happen when those when that form of water, that fourth phase of water, comes in contact with those folded proteins. It brings them back into their the proper shape, yes. which allows them to go do mm-hmm. what they're supposed to do yes. on the body. Mm-hmm. So there's one little tweak though, is okay. that when they're when they're not active and functional, they're unfolded. And then okay. that process of forming the 3D structure is the folding. Oh so they okay, okay. Folded. So I gotta get the, mm-hmm. the terminology oh, yes, a little bit right. Okay. Switch. So they're mm-hmm. not folded like collapsed. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so yeah, then once they fold their structure correctly, then they can function correctly. And then who knows what they do, you know, the, all those interactions. It's part yeah. of the reason that biochemical solutions we don't know what's really gonna happen and we have side effects and so on, because these proteins could have many different functions and interact and do a lot of things that we have no idea what they're doing. That's why I love doing this show because I just, I find it so fascinating. Just this vehicle that we've been given, yeah. our soul gets to enter into this little <laughs> ball of mm. fat in a woman's body and we're like stuck in this goo for a few months and then we pop out and mm-hmm. like... Where does a body even come from? That's the weirdest thing. You eat food and it turns into bones and skin and hair and eyes and you become this thing that's animated and walking around. But within that, there's just trillions of different things going on at every moment that you Mm -hmm. have no control over, that they're just happening. I mean, this is the discussion. Because to me, science is God. Mm -hmm. Like science, there's no difference in, I mean, science and religion might be opposed in, in many cases, but Science and spirituality to me are one thing. Exactly. And, and discussing these things for me is, is actually a spiritual exploration yeah. because it's, it validates the idea that there's a higher, use the word order for ordered water, there's a higher order. There's an unseen hand. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't try to understand it. I just, I tend to be happier when I acknowledge that something created all this and mm-hmm. there's just, it's, you'll never be able to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. You're right. We so, are not, you know, we're we just, are we not like able. barely, barely like yeah. just touch the surface mm-hmm. of, you know, an ocean of data mm-hmm. that's available yeah. to us. But it's very interesting to start to yeah. unpack it and really appreciate the body. You know, I think that's my perspective is like, wow, I want to know how I'm so grateful that I was given this gift to be able to incarnate. Yeah. And I really want to learn how to take care of it and learn how it works so that I can have dominion over it and not be prey to all of this bad lighting and bad water and bad food <laughs> and pollution and geoengineering and everything else that's yeah. counterproductive to your well-being. Well, this brings two things to mind. The first is like Hans's comments about the stem cells and what you've just said, which is my belief that there's the body's capacity to repair is just unbelievable. And I don't think that, you know, anything's impossible almost. I think we should hold on to that thought that it really, you know, regardless of what some people might say and conventional thinking might suggest, you just cannot underestimate the body's ability to repair. And then the second thing related to that is all the complexity is that's one of the reasons that I see what we're doing as being sort of a direction in the future because uh, we don't control all the interactions. It's far too complex for us to understand Therefore, if you do something through biophysics like what we're doing, there's no potential for harm. So you just are supporting the water in the body and the body does all the rest. Let it do its magic. Let it be brilliant and repair and recover. 
um, and you don't have the possibility to, you know, put something in that does something bad over there, you know, right, has, right. Uh, you know, endless side effects or whatever. <laughs> and so I think those, that's part of that whole miracle of the, how everything works and, and how complicated it is, is we have to start addressing health with that mindset that that's we're not going to override it. We need to work with it. I agree. Yeah. The first sort of health teacher that I got into is this guy named Dr. Richard Schultz. And his motto was, uh, he's got a company called American Botanical Pharmacy. And those are really the first herbs and things like that. They're all like wild crafted, really great, high quality, mostly American herbs. And his whole thing was, if you have a degenerative disease, if you're sick, if you're injured, all you have to do to heal is stop doing whatever it is that made you sick. Mm -hmm. And the body heals itself. You have to just give the body the resources, the building blocks for what it needs. In this case, this would be, you know, allowing those proteins to express themselves mm -hmm. in a way that's mm -hmm. regenerative, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I really believe in that perspective. And I just, I can't stand the term incurable disease. I really don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. Because just to walk, like, hey, take a knife right now. Don't do this at home, listeners. <laughs> Cut your arm with a freaking knife, you know, disinfect it. Okay, don't let it get infected. And just... If you could do time-lapse photography for a week and just watch what happens, mm -hmm. we're like the freaking Terminator reanimation. I mean, where does that skin, the new skin comes from? Yeah. Your body's like, oh, we need some more flesh there. Here, we'll just put some there. And it just mm -hmm. repairs itself. It's, it's like science fiction. And I believe that your whole body can do that. Yeah. If yep. it's given the right tools. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you do not have to wait until you have the disease. Yeah? <laughs> right. Start early enough. Yeah, That is why we are here on this conference and have a talk with you. Here's more everything related to prevention. Yeah, Do it early enough. Yeah? And back to the damaging cycle. Now, why are these proteins getting damaged in our cells and we're taking so much strong work on it to repair it? Yeah? Because we put demand on our body. Yeah. It is not only demand because I'm running fast and build muscles. Yeah? Thinking is a demand. Yeah, We started this interview that the people are getting tired. Yeah? We put a lot of demand every day, 13 hours running, listening, talking, interacting with others. We are running a marathon with our brain. Yeah? We are not, should not be surprised that we are tired at the evening. Yeah, But whenever we run a marathon, whenever we run a marathon in our brain, we are basically have to produce ATP to do this performance and that means we are producing oxidative stress and free radicals which are damaging the proteins in this area. Ah, okay. And now we lose the function. Yeah? So just living life creates what you're calling oxidative stress. Just yeah. talking to a bunch of people, noise, traffic, pollution, just toxins breathing. in the breathing. You just death. have to breathe. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is live and you're killing yourself. Basic, I mean, exactly. basically, right? The, from the moment you're born, you begin to die. And that's the great irony. And I, I love to think about it that way and not get too attached to <laughs> this one particular incarnation. Because let's face it, like we're all... I, I, people that see me really into the house are like, dude, mm. you're going to die anyway. What's the big deal? I'm like... I'm not trying to live longer. I'm trying to live better. Yeah. That's yes. my goal. Quality. Yes. I have no, I'll die tomorrow if that's what, you know, nature has in store for me. That's mm -hmm. cool. I hope not. That'd be but cool. I just, I just don't want to be one of these old men crossing the street with the hunchback and, yeah. you know, right, like right. just decrepit, yeah. like mm -hmm. being trapped in a human body. Mm -hmm. And I've had times in my life where I felt like that. I mean, even now I have a lot of pain in my body mm -hmm. still. I'm working on it, but 
It's like, God, it's a pain in the ass, literally, to be in this body, you know? <laughs> Get me out of here some days. I'm like, God, when you, what, is, what is it like when you're just spirit? This is my belief, you know? I wonder what that's like when you're not embodied. It must be pretty cool because nothing hurts. Oh, boring. <laughs> uh, but then you can't go swimming or like, you know, pet a dog or do the things yeah. that we enjoy dancing, you know, things yeah, we enjoy yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. let's get back to, I, I want to dig a little bit deeper into the um, oxidative stress because that's, when people ask me about this device or the hydrogen, they go, what does it do, Luke? I'm not a sciencey guy. Mm-hmm. I just, I've looked at the white papers. I look at the studies. I'm convinced it works. That's all I need to know. And mm-hmm. then I sort of discard that information because I don't have a use for it. But what I always say to sound smart is like, oh, it eliminates oxidative stress. If someone asked me the next question, what is that? I'd be like, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bad for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what mm-hmm. is oxidative stress? Yeah. Back to your first sentence, it's eliminating the oxidative stress damage. Okay. Oxidative stress is something that we can only eliminate with our lifestyle. It's inevitable. Uh, it's inevitable. Okay. It's, it depends about the amount of oxygen that we are metabolizing. That means how much do we breathe in? If we run a marathon, we breathe 100 times more than a normal person. We create more oxidative stress. If we perform... Uh, higher with our brain, our brain will create more oxidative stress. If we have more impact, environmental impact, unavoidable impact, yeah, where we getting distracted, we have to listen because there's a lot of people around it. Yeah, that puts a lot of demand on our autonomic nervous system. You have to pay concentration and those things creates oxidative stress because these are chemical reactions and they depend. They demand ATP. ATP creates free radical, and these free radicals are completely connected with the term of oxidative stress, are very aggressive and combining and therefore then killing or damaging every part that they can find within the cell. The second most abundant molecule after the water molecules in the cells are the proteins. So they are the most exposed particles in the cell for the damages. And they get the hit. Always they get the hit. I see. And if the hit is nicely equally distributed all over body, the amount of it is called aging. Uh, ah. We are losing function. Certain things are not working anymore. And then we have at the end, me as an old man sitting on the porch uh, and cannot really listen to you anymore, cannot see anymore, uh, uh, fall asleep instead of being awake and those things uh, because I lost the function to function. Uh, these millions of little proteins lost their function to do my function in life. That is aging. If that hits in a certain area now, a protein area, then we could get a chronic disease. Yeah? It's nothing else than loss of protein function. Certain things is not controlled how it should be anymore. Yeah, uh, say inflammation is not turned off, it leads to chronic inflammation, or the inflammation is not turned on by proteins that is always done. Then you do not get an inflammation, which is really bad. You cannot heal. Yeah? So there are a lot of different things which are over the years accumulating the damages. Yeah? So body learns at the beginning to build this special layer around the proteins, this ordered water, so that they can be reawakened, reinstalled and working. Yeah? But over the a huge amount of damage that we are exposing consciously and un- unconsciously to our body, we are accumulating more damage. And the reservoir, or not the reservoir, but the uh, amount that the body can create f- uh, special layers of water is limited. Yeah? We can only create a certain amount. And that is basically why we are aging and we cannot keep up with the repair. And that is now where the nano-V technology comes in. Yeah? We are creating exactly the same kind of layers 
of water on little water droplets, deliver it to the body in the humidity via the humidity and add to the body's reservoir. And now protein functions are being hopefully reinstalled. And very often you can recognize it because those things like your concentration is getting better. Yeah, Your awareness is being, you feel, oh, I'm awake. What you should be during the day. Yeah? Other people say, oh, I have a great <laughs> sleep. <laughs> right. What you should have when you lay in bed. Yeah? Right. These are protein-controlled functions your sleep. Yeah? I mean, the proteins tell you you're horizontal, your hearing is down, your eye recognition is, has to go down when you lay horizontal down. Yeah, And when that all is done, yeah, then you sleep. Yeah? During the same time, the parasympathetic system says, now start the digestion. Yeah? That is a very energy-intensive process. You digest when you in the parasympathetic system. Yeah? You do not digest when you run a marathon. Yeah? <laughs> then you use your muscles. You look straight forward. You're concentrated in this one. So these are the different things. They are all protein controlled. And we are trying to reinstall with this technology, help this. Depending on your individual situation, it is possible to recognize it. Yeah? Um, it is po usually, I said usually, Always, it is measurable if you have the right diagnosis tools that we have the impact on the body. Uh, and then it depends on your already existing state of damages, if we can improve it in a good way, how you want it, or if you only can keep you in the position where you are right now. Yeah, it's interesting when you use the the Nano V, I try to explain, you'd be like, what, what does it feel like? What does it do? Because it looks really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like this bubbling little water tank and you know this hose i mean it's a strange looking device it looks cool it looks like kind of a, a medical grade bong uh and um <laughs> sorry i had to take it there but people go what does it do i go it doesn't it's weird because it gives you energy but it's not stim it's not like coffee energy it's not right. stimulating mm -hmm. it's just you actually just feel more like yourself i guess maybe it, mm -hmm. it sort of feels like um you just lay down and rested mm -hmm. and then you kind of get up and you feel it's just refreshing mm -hmm. but yeah. you, you just feel like more of yourself and so one of the main things that i use it for is i i keep it in my car when i'm going on any drive like <laughs> longer than you know the LA traffic I mean you can go mm -hmm. like freaking five miles and it takes you an hour and I get really fatigued when I drive I don't know if it's the EMFs or what but like driving is not my friend and I do a lot of it so I drive around with the canyon what's it called a cannula yeah nasal my, cannula nasal mm -hmm. cannula and I just I'm huffing the nano as I cruise around the other day I went out to Venice and went to the beach <laughs> and people look at me weird when I'm in the car, you know, they probably, they think yeah. I have oxygen or something. Mm -hmm. And um, I went into the beach to the little parking booth mm -hmm. to get my ticket. And she was, she looked in the car. She said, Oh, sweetie, you, you should get a handicap placard. You don't have to pay for park. Do you have the placard? I was oh. like, no, that's a good idea. <laughs> that would be unethical, you know, mm -hmm. to take the spot of a truly disabled person. But yeah, it's funny. I was like, Oh yeah, this looks kind of weird. I forget mm -hmm. some of the crap mm -hmm. that I do is, mm -hmm. Is uh, you know not normal. Um, That's fine. so. Were, were you going to say something? Well, no, no. Actually, I was thinking of something earlier though. Okay. That, um, Hans was talking about that. Uh, the line of defense is to repair all the damage that gets done. But just to kind of connect the dots for people, the body's first line of defense is the antioxidant defense, and the antioxidants oh. are pr produced like the proteins by the body. And again, we tried to supplement them by taking antioxidants that will then supplement our antioxidant capacity. And so really there's that first phase, the free radicals formed, it could be neutralized by an antioxidant or it could do damage. And where the nano V really shines is cleaning up the damage. 
And so um, with the use of the antioxidants, that's how the body mitigates some of the initial damage from oxidative stress, which can be, of course, all the other toxins or bad food or radiation from the sun, all kinds of places right. that you can get that oxidative oh, that's, damage. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. The So connecting those words, the antioxidant is like essentially antioxidation. Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. And these are like the, the rich pigmented foods and coffee and chocolate and blueberries and right. things like that, right? Right. Anything that you can put in the cell that's a free radical can grab instead of a protein is an antioxidant. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Give them enough scavenger molecules that hopefully will protect to get damaged. That's to good cool. Guys. I'm yeah. starting to get a sense for that. Mm -hmm. So, I, and I know that the hydrogen is obviously not your area of expertise, but I've been really into the molecular hydrogen and I did an interview about that. I mean, like an hour and a half, just about hydrogen. Mm -hmm. We really geeked out with Tyler LeBaron for those of you that want to go back in the feed. Mm -hmm. I forget the number. Just Google Luke Story Hydrogen and we'll put it in the show notes. But it was fascinating. So I got one of these devices. First, they started taking the tablets and they are effervescent. You put them in water. They make like 13 parts. Uh, Vital Reaction is the brand that I like. It uh, makes 13 parts per million of hydrogen gas suspended in water. And it maintains that concentration for up to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I drink it within the first five minutes and it's like, whoa, just thinking gets clearer. Brain fog goes down. It's noticeable. And then I got the inhaler. And you get on that thing for 15, you know, it depends on the mine 7%, which is the highest one they sell because it becomes flammable when you get higher. And <laughs> I don't care. I'm like, I'd be willing to take the hit. I'm like, give me the 20%. I don't care about fire. Um, but after you get on that thing, I mean, it's, it's different than the Nano V. It's like, it makes your, your mind really sharp. And then it makes your vision very clear because mm -hmm. I get a little blurry far away, a little myopia going on, you know? And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, I can read that book across my living room on the shelf that I can never read after a hydrogen thing. And then later on, it goes back to illegible. Uh, colors become brighter. It's a very interesting, subtle, but interesting experience. And oh, as I, I as, yeah, it's cool. I have one in my room. Mm -hmm. and I There have a, we go. I have a, <laughs> you know, I could bring it out to your booth mm -hmm. if you want. I mean, I guess it's kind of competition. Maybe you want to come no, to your room. No, 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 no. Yeah. That, that is the other good thing. We do not have competition. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's a totally different device. I'm just like, if you're selling a mm -hmm. device, you don't want people to go, what's that thing? I want mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. We can bring it up here. Mm -hmm. But as, it, as I understand the hydrogen's mechanism of action is it's this extremely powerful antioxidant right and it's mm -hmm. scavenging free radicals like you know a zillion times a bowl of blueberries or mm -hmm. whatever yeah that is good and it's also As a really long, tiny molecule right. when you look at a hydrogen molecule mm -hmm. compared to another antioxidant like coq10 mm -hmm. or vitamin c or mm -hmm. something like that i mean they're huge and then the hydrogen's this tiny tiny little speck mm -hmm. way smaller you which, only have to put it right in front of the free radical okay And then the free radical gravitates toward that? and gets No, it does not gravitate. The free okay. radical is a very mindless molecule oh, or, okay. or atom. Yeah? It grabs the next thing that it can find. Oh, interesting. Yeah? Okay. It is pretty dark in the cell. Yeah? <laughs> right. And all these reactions right. are extremely fast. These are nanoseconds. Yeah? Oh, okay. They are getting produced. They are highly reactive. Yeah? And whatever it is they combine with and usually the molecule they combine it is getting damaged yeah that is not itself anymore yeah? so if we're introducing these tiny little molecule of hydrogen into the cell the free mm -hmm. radical is just like boink boink and it just bounces off of that in a millisecond and yeah Mm -hmm. gets, yeah. gets swallowed up essentially less than a millisecond right less than a millisecond, <laughs> right. less than a millisecond yeah 
And is 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 a is that processes? Can you watch that on a, on any kind of high powered microscope? No, okay. you do it's, not it's have. Too, it's too fast, fast. And too small. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like faster than the speed of light kind of thing, where you, you couldn't even maybe not that fast, but not, yeah. too mm-hmm. fast for mm-hmm. us to perceive with with our vision. In yeah. other words, uh, with with a very small things, you have always a problem to focus in the right location to see it. I yeah? see. If you are a little bit beside it. You don't see it anymore, yeah. And if this action, the reaction happens not right in the focus, you will never see it, right? Yeah? Even if you have a very fast recording microscope. Okay. You know, that that is a little bit the problem. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, check this out. I recently launched something on my site called The Master Market. It's a super cool store where I've got different categories, whether it be spirituality, mind focus, outdoors, food, superfoods, supplements, bedroom, sleep, office, jet lag, biohacking. There's even a bookstore from some of my favorite books and books recommended by my guests. And what this is, is like a hub where you can go find all of the links to everything I've either used and vetted or I'm currently using in my life to build the ultimate lifestyle. So it's called The Master Market, Luke's Lifestyle List, and you can find it at lukestory.com forward slash store. Just go to my site and you'll see it in the navigation. Now, what's really cool about this is when you make a purchase through my store, I'm not actually selling you anything. I'm just curating a really dope place where you can go find the best stuff. So I get a piece of commission if you make a sale through the site. The vendor, of course, makes some cash because you buy and you get a place where you can go and save time and money from not having to look around for the best stuff and do all the research yourself. But what's even cooler is most of those items come with a custom discount code if you go through my site, which is pretty cool. So it's a win, 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 triple trifecta win. Great way to support my work and the podcast and the show, as well as the brands and your own health and well-being. Check it out. LukeStory.com forward slash store. And now back to the interview. I just want to clearly understand oxidative stress because as I said, I kind of fake my way around this question. And even inflammation, sometimes you're like, what is it? I don't know, it's bad. You're swollen, I don't know. It's just You want to avoid inflammation. If you hurt, you're inflamed. That's my definition mm-hmm. of it. Oxidative stress, I think of as, um, say you have metal that gets rusty. It's becoming oxidized. So is that a similar mechanism of what's happening when... Cells yeah. in your body become oxidized. Yeah, you could you could say that is a good analogy. And how, yeah. and how does it relate to oxygen? Is it even related? It is completely related. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oxygen combines with other molecules. Oxygen hi- is highly reactive, especially the free radical, because it's only one atom. Yeah, the atom doesn't want to stay alone. Cannot stay alone. It has to combine with something else. Okay. And takes and take you and take and. Steel beam, uh, get rusty and rusty and rusty. At the end, you cannot put any load on it more. Yeah, the steel beam will not do its function anymore. It falls apart, mm-hmm. uh, and that happens with any other material too. Uh. So mm, the antioxidant connects with the free radical, uh, and the body will find a way to get rid of it, get out of it. Uh. If the free radical connects with a protein, the protein's damaged. You have to buy either a completely new one, yeah, or you have to repair this protein. Yeah, then that is a completely different other thing. So the oxidative stress is constantly created in the cells by the mitochondria as a byproduct from the ATP production. Yeah? Oh, like I a see. car that you like to put the gas in, ah. but unavoidable, you produce exhaust. It's yeah? like the exhaust. Mm-hmm. Okay, that so, totally makes sense. So there's this. 
energy being produced. And whenever energy is being produced, there's a byproduct of that energy production, yes. essentially. Yes. Ah, cool. And since the mitochondria is the engine and yeah. it's creating the exhaust, there's a is lot of... Is the mitochondria of... then the engine that creates ATP yes. that gives you cellular energy? Yes. Okay. And so then a lot of the damage can happen to the mitochondria because the reactions are right there. And that's why by using the Nano-V, if you repair that damage faster and more effectively, then you feel more energy. You know, you've got the mitochondria is, is functioning better for you. And that's where, that's where you notice the alertness or somebody that's fatigued, it's like a pick-me-up yeah. because of the better mitochondrial function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense because I just drove to San Jose to do this Tony Robbins event and I had the Nano-V going. I mean, I would take a break for like an hour and then mm-hmm. I put it on for an hour and basically like every other hour I'm on mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, mm-hmm. totally alert. Normally I would be so tired by the time I get there. Did he have his Nano-V there? <laughs> oh, he has one? Yeah, but he didn't have it there, did he? You have oh, to, you that's have to funny. That's funny. Be... Oh my God. Yeah, yeah he's like, it's when he was talking, he dropped in little like, oh, I do this, I do this. Like this guy's on everything that I'm doing. <laughs> We're like, we're in this parallel universe. Yeah, and he didn't mention us. He's got, he mentioned the rebounder, uh, you know, because he's a big rebounder. <laughs> That's a very primitive technology. I, know. I mean, I use one all and, the time. And, and ice baths. He talked about um, uh, pranic healing, something I was doing, mm-hmm. a, you know, many years ago. Just everything he touched on, I was like, oh, I do that. I'm good. I'm good mm-hmm. to go. But no, and sadly, he did not mention it. But someday I will interview mm-hmm. him and we will mention it mm-hmm. together. Uh. But back to, to the chronic, to the to the free radicals that yeah. you, you pointed out more that oxidative stress is this bad and the free radical are the bad guy. Yeah? Right. We have to put a little bit other importantness to these free radicals. Okay. They are important. They have a very important task in our bodies. Yeah, And if we wouldn't have free radicals in our body, we would not survive any infection and all these things because these free radicals are very aggressive and our body is using their aggressiveness in a lot of beneficial ways. So whenever we have a splinter or a cut, the inflammation is caused by free radicals and that is basically a protection shield. It is whenever you have a virus or bacteria such as coming in there, the free radicals will kill this, will take care at this area to avoid bigger damages. That's interesting. So in the example of when I said you cut your arm and then magically these... You know, yeah. mm-hmm. these forces in your body start to coalesce yeah. and yeah. create this healing miracle of sorts. That's part of the process. Yeah, if if uh, you have a uh, transplantation, uh, you get a high doses of antioxidants in this area mm-hmm. because otherwise your product would reject the transplant. Oh, yeah? wow. So it's so strong that it rejects those things. You get a high doses of antioxidants. They are protection shield. Cool. Uh, so uh, it is not a bad thing, these free radicals. Right. And if you think about it, they are responsible for the apoptosis, yeah, for the cell death, for the cellular suicide. Yeah? We constantly have somewhere little areas of cancer in our body. Yeah? And the apoptosis is a biological process that turns the cell function off, kills the cell and that you are so damaged, you turn into cancer cells, we replace you. That is done by free radicals. Yeah? Wow. So if you do not have free radicals, you can have a lot of other problems. Interesting. <laughs> and how much of the cell is made of water? 99% of the molecules in the cells are water and in our body. 
99%. Wow. From the weight, we are 99% weight-wise, 95% water. So this, this, you know, and I'm going to, my audience is like, okay, we get it. Because as I said, I did so Mm. much content recently on water. But fundamentally, I just feel that like in a lifestyle practice in being healthy, that water is literally, the. I mean, aside from oxygen, Mm -hmm. after oxygen, the water that you're drinking is like the first thing you got to hack. Like that's the number one supplement in the world is getting mm-hmm. good water. And the way that I've always thought about it is like, I don't know how the mm-hmm. percentage of my cells, but I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm basically made of cells. Those cells are mostly made of water, plasma, blood, lymph, every bodily fluid that you have obviously didn't just generate out of thin air. It came from the water that you ingested, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do I want a body and essentially blood and on cells that are made of like you know, mm-hmm. Orange County, California, municipal tap water. Mm-hmm. Your no. body also has filtration systems. <laughs> <laughs> right? So if you're healthy, it's not like that. I picture my cell is just like gushing full of tap water. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, because you, you also have really good ways to eliminate things that mm-hmm. shouldn't be there and all, all that. Right. Yeah, you're, you're touching a very interesting thing. Yeah, uh, We are made out of water, but... That also goes a little bit more to the beginning of our talk. Yeah? yeah, what kind of waters are out there? There are many different waters. Yeah, right. And where there is one very clear separation in water science. Yeah, and that is one is bulk water. Yeah, a cup of water, a bucket of water, has completely different other properties than the water that is in the cloud, in the mist, is in small containers. You could say small little droplets. Oh. different attributes, different physics behaviors. And when we talk about us as humans, yeah, we are actually not a bucket of water. We are a cloud. Yeah? Oh, Ourselves my God. Our little containers. Yeah? And we are similar. We have to uh, apply the knowledge that we have about clouds a little bit more to us. Wow. Because yeah? I'm looking at us as a walking fish tank. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So most of the people do this. Yeah. So you're saying maybe, or another word for clouds, are we in a sense like an encased steam room, like a walking steam room? Depends on the heat you are in. Okay. Okay. okay, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So we'll go with cloud. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just like turning red. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Wow. No, this is cool stuff. So back to yeah, back to the water science. Not that we are running out of water. Um, We are not interested with our concentration in the science, what is water doing in uh, in a bigger container. Yeah? And very often we see overlapping terminologies, but that's only because we do not have enough different term- terminologies. Yeah? Right. We're talking about structured water. Yeah? The structured water that we talk, for example, in a glass of water, is something completely different what we are doing. Yeah? Right. We are concentrated only what is going on on the surface, on the so-called exclusion zone. Yeah, on the surface of water. Yeah? So the surface in the cell is not only the surface that is around the cell, that is all the surface to the components within the cell. So every protein in the cell has a surface to the water. Yeah? And the interaction of these surfaces, that is what we implement in our knowledge to create this product, what we implemented in the patent for this product, yeah? so that we can utilize this one and then hopefully to deliver the humidity to the cloud that we are to have then the benefit from it. Right. Mm-hmm. As you were, you were explaining to me yesterday, because I was, I was like, okay, so I, I'm breathing in this very fine mist, which is interesting because it's not even wet. It's not like a... Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it feels dry when you breathe in the Nano-V you know, water vapor. 
But I'm, I was saying, oh, so it, it goes in your nose through your mucous membrane and then gets into your blood. And you're like, no, no, it doesn't go into your blood. It just becomes the water of your body because mm-hmm. your body's just full of water and it just joins the rest of the water. Is that yes. how it yes. works? Yes. We okay. only have to transfer this kind of um, properties of the water to the property of your body. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Your blood is water, basically mm-hmm. red water. Yeah. So, mainly made of water molecules, your blood. Right, yeah? right. Uh, there are a couple of particles in there, they reflect the light in a situation that it looks red. Yeah? That's the only thing. Um, but basically the component is blood. Yeah? With some more components in there that we can measure for blood analysis. Yeah? Right. Um, but the majority is still blood. So it will get affected. Yeah? And the components which are in the blood are being affected through our uh, treatment. Yeah? How does a pH affect Easy water. Does it have a specific pH or does it depend on the root water? It depends on the root water. Yeah? You cannot really say that it has a specific pH. Yeah? Uh, say you change from the source water into a different water that is on the surface into the easy exclusion zone water. Yeah? So easy may, doesn't mean light or simple. Easy yeah, yeah. means exclusion zone. Yeah. Yeah? The letters E and Z. Yes. Yeah? That has a different pH value than the source water. Oh, yeah? okay. It has a different polarity, it's negative, uh, it has a different density, it has a different spectra, um, spectral analysis, Yeah, has a different absorption rate, so you can really make the analyst, uh, analytics if you have easy water in front of you or not. Yeah? Uh. And that is something awesome. We don't only have a pattern for it, we also test it at every stage in this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. And we have a proof that out of our device comes the easy water or better, the humidity containers, the little mm-hmm. um, humidity droplets with easy water around it. Yeah? So right. that should be always measurable, right. such a claim. And yeah. so you so you patented the device that creates that very specific form of water. Do you mm-hmm. foresee any point in the future, and this, would this even be good to use that technology to make a jar of water that you could drink that's all easy water? No. Um, again, um, it's a different thing. So the okay. jar of water is something different than we are. Yeah? Okay. And the easy water builds on its surfaces. Yeah? Okay. So it doesn't matter how big the container is. It matters only how big is the okay, so whole thing. Okay, yeah. so just in theory, say I have a glass of exclusion zone water. Mm-hmm. The, the bulk of that body of water within the glass is just whatever water it is, but the surface of it is the easy water. Yes. So very that's why you surface. can't make yeah. like a jug of right. easy water because yeah. it would still only be the surface. Right. Yeah. And be e- the cloud. Be yeah. the cloud. Be the cloud. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> easy. That this fantasy that like I can find easy water out of the spring in the Himalayas and you know, it'll be the yeah, fountain yeah, of youth yeah, or no, something. No. The, the other thing is easy water can only exist if the other normal water is there. I uh, see. You cannot... Harvest okay. easy water. So, in a sense, you can't it, exclude exclusions on water. No, no, that is not possible. <laughs> you that can't make you can't make e e z. No, 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 no. You cannot okay. create easy water, scrap it off the surface, okay, and put it in a bottle. That's, that's not interesting. possible. Yeah? And as Gerald Pollack describes it, this exclusions on water, this fourth phase, he describes it as a gel. How, yes. does, how does that work? Yeah. The exclusion zone water is created through an energy transfer into the water. Yeah? Uh, one of those possibilities, the most known and common possibilities, is a very specific electromagnetic energy. Oh. It has to be absorbable by the water. Yeah? What happens is, is the electromagnetic energy hits a water molecule, 
the water molecule starts to vibrate. Yeah? Mm. And the neighboring water molecules are connected to the hydrogen bonds, yeah? like a little net spider network. Yeah? And when you hit on one end of the network, yeah, the entire spider web starts to vibrate. So in this vibration, like shoulder and shoulder hitting a little bit, yeah, goes to the surface, to the border, to the edge of the water container or the water vessel. Mm -hmm. And the molecules there, they cannot move. They are, they don't have a neighbor. Yeah? The only possibility what they have is to move closer together. And they change their order. Yeah? They get in a higher order. They are now staying better side by side. Yeah. I see. So Parallel that's where the term mobilizer. ordered water comes from. Right. It's literally like they have an order. They're not just randomly right. They're yeah. much flying closer. around. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that leads to denser water. Now you have I a see. gel. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because they're ordered and closer together yeah. and creating they're more density. In there. Yeah. They're cool. packed in there. But also this order, this denser order, creates a lot of other property changes. Right. Yeah. And... You know this from other material heat treatments. You can change material properties. You know? right. And that is what the water is doing when it is exposed to certain electromagnetic energies. You know? It wow. changes its property. And this is, that is why we live, because water has the ability to absorb this energy, do something to the surface that will affect the proteins, yeah? So very often then people come and say, where is this energy, electromagnetic energy coming from? Uh, usually we produce this in the cells. Usually, and that's very surprise for a lot of people, that is produced by a free radical. Oh, wow. Uh, that is produced by a so-called activated oxygen. Oxygen doesn't want to be activated. It has to emit its fingerprint of the bio, of the electromagnetic signal. And that is an absorbable, uh, for water, absorbable electromagnetic energy. Yeah? So the water harvest from the activated oxygen, from the specific free radical, the energy to build the exclusion zone on the water that is then used by the proteins to fold. Wow. No chemical reaction. That is all when, when, pure when you were starting to... That's the interesting thing about this technology too is it's not it's not a supplement. It's not like creating something different, introducing something foreign to the body, right? Mm -hmm. It's something that the body has going on anyway, right? When you were coming up with this technology and you were having your Edison experience of doing different iterations and, and prototypes, how much trial and error was involved when you had the idea like, oh, hey, maybe I could find a way to introduce this substance into the body to support health. Mm-hmm. How, you know, how long did it take? How difficult was it? How many frustrating fails did you have where you spent a bunch of money making a prototype and it didn't do the mm -hmm, thing? Mm -hmm. And as an inventor, kind of, you know, perspective, we are working since like? 10 years on, we started 10 years ago, is okay. it? Uh, 15 years before, there were so many things out there already uh, in other areas yeah, where they recognized things, what happens to it when they experiment with activated oxygen uh, in certain areas. Even in the in, in certain kind of chemotherapy treatments, they recognize that wow, there happened some very beneficial things on the site. Yeah? What has it to do? And they drilled a deeper hole and they found out oh, the activated oxygen has something very beneficial there. What is the mechanisms behind it? Yeah? Mm -hmm. And so we tried to, or I tried to be as broad, having things on the radar, put things together, understand this pattern, what is going on there. Yeah? That then led me to the water science. Yeah? And then you read the books, you get the education, you get together with the scientists, you meet uh, Professor Pollack and uh, all these other colleagues. You find out 
what are these basic building blocks in it and then you put it together. Yeah? For us, it was not important to do the scientific part. That is done at the universities. Yeah? Mm. We are more the part to turn this into a handable, usable, easy usable, easy affordable product that fulfills the requirement with those things. We right. are an FDA registered product yeah? right. that fulfills the requirement, easy use, and hopefully then can be available for a lot of people. Right. Yeah? So we are more in than doing clinical studies, yeah, showing the impact uh, before and after, doing placebo-controlled studies. Yeah? Um, that is far more the work than finding out if I'm on the right path. Yeah? If right, I have right. to start and uh, something is not known that that is the right path, then it's too early to do this. Yeah? So we simply took the science that is out there, that is validated by many other uh, universities, for example, And we applied in a in the technology. Yeah? The application in the to, to apply it in technology, that is in the harder part. Find the right components. Yeah? 20 years ago, it was not possible to have those technologies because the components that are today available on the markets yeah, were not available during this time. Yeah? So that is a lot of things. So we only have products today. We have because we have the components available. Yeah? We can dream about products, That's but cool. the components are not there to right. build those products. Yeah? So you, you mentioned the accessibility and affordability, and this would be, in terms of medical devices, affordable if I had a clinic or something like that. Like I'm, I'm investing in all sorts of machines that are fifty, dollars $150,000 and things like that. So a device that runs, like you guys are, what, between like five and $12,000 or something like that? Yeah, five and 13. Five up to 13. 14. And... and That as for a medical device, if I have a clinic or something like that, it's just cool. I'm investing and I'm going to charge people per use, right? So cool. I, it's a, you know, my ROI is good. But for someone who wants to, uh, who has some physical issues that they're trying to overcome or someone like myself, I don't really have any particular issues, but I just want to make sure that I don't get them. As mm -hmm. you said earlier, even something that starts at five grand is a lot of money, you know? So what is it about devices like this that make it that expensive and why isn't it $800 or something? Is it the components that, that you need to buy these things that were previously unavailable, the actual parts that you make this, or is it the manufacturing? What part makes it $5,000 or $13,000 and not a few hundred or something? Well, it's largely, there's a lot of custom work in it. So it's uh, not because of the, the technology itself. The, the parts have to be manufactured specifically for the device. So right. a lot of what you is inside and also you can see on the outside that those parts are not what you just buy. It's not from Home Depot. Right. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely uh, it's not. not. Yeah. But yeah. also I would argue that it is really designed, if anybody didn't notice, Hans is German and it was German engineered. Yeah. The thing will last forever. I mean, it's just built with a tremendous lifespan. In America, we call that a brick shit house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's not, you know, that's not the typical thinking often. It's some things are designed to fail. And so you think, oh, I'm only uh, going to use this. Like Apple products? <laughs> planned obsolescence? Uh, right. I'm or familiar. Cars or... Yeah. And so then you think, well, the lifespan of this is, you know, five years, six years, whatever. Whereas with this device, you have to amortize it over a very, very long period of time. Right. Mm. And then it becomes really inexpensive for the user. And if you have multiple users, it's a very inexpensive intervention because... It doesn't matter if you have 10 people using it a day, you're not going to wear it out. Right. So then you have, you know, you can treat all those different people with the same basic cost and 
the only thing the device needs is the distilled water, which is yeah, and um, really, I cheap. really appreciate. I like, <laughs> I like, you know, I've been driving BMWs for a long time. I'm really into German engineering. <laughs> I, I mean, I really, you know, I'm not trying to be fancy. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I just like the way they drive. Like, I've never had a car that drives as well as a BMW. To me, to my yeah. preference, it's just my favorite car. So I really like good design and I like shit that lasts. Just anything mm-hmm. I buy, I've always been that way since I was mm-hmm. a kid. I'm going to buy the, I buy one that's four times as expensive. So I only have to buy it once mm-hmm. yes. instead of buying the cheap one. Mm-hmm. Even when I go to Target and I can need a vacuum cleaner and they mm-hmm. have the one that's the fancy Italian one that's $400 and then the one that's $49.99. Mm-hmm. I'm going for the expensive one just because I don't want to have to replace it every year. Exactly. So I, I appreciate that point of view. And, and also from the perspective of, as you said, being able to, treat multiple people. Like if you had a family, in my case, I don't have yet a family, but mm-hmm. I do have a lot of wacky friends like my buddy Elliot here. And since I've gotten a hold of more of these devices over the past couple of years, since I've had the podcast and stuff, because it's sort of part of my business now, my house is full of people all the time. Now I'm like, yeah. well, it's funny. All of a sudden I have all these friends, you know, but it's really mm-hmm. wonderful to be able to have them come over. And I don't feel like, oh man, I don't know. Can I use your Nano V? I'm like, mm-hmm. God, I might only have a few uses left before it falls apart. Like yeah. I get the sense that, yeah, I can have a hundred people in there a day. Like we're fine. Mm-hmm. Don't yes. worry about yeah, it. And yes. you use it uh, while you're on the road. Yeah. You're not yeah. the only one. Yeah. This thing is designed We have a lot of professional sports team, all those things. They are traveling with this device that is getting in the transportation case, thrown in the plane, thrown in the right. train and all those things. It has to last. They want that it works on the other side yeah. you know, and not replacing something. One know? thing that I thought was, two things I thought were very thoughtful in the design. One is that you can change the color of the light mm-hmm. and not have it be blue. A lot of these devices, like God bless Amp Coil, I have it over there, and I love. I mean, I love that device. And they're seventy five hundred. I mean, it's it's no joke. It's an investment, but again, it's also built to last. It's mm-hmm. a very sturdy piece of equipment, but it emits a crazy amount of blue light. Mm-hmm. And oh. I even talked to the owner, and he's like, "What, man? It looks pretty. It's cool. It's got a vibe." I go, "No, you haven't heard about the blue light thing." He's like, "What? No, mm-hmm. you know, you want red light? Yeah, red yeah." Light. And so the Nano V is cool because you can change the color of light, and I just keep it on red all the mm-hmm. time, and it's really nice at night. So I'm not getting you know killing my melatonin mm-hmm. by having these health supportive devices mm-hmm. going so that was one thing i thought was really cool the other thing is in the case which you know you is an optional thing in the road case there's a little empty jar and then there's a the jar where your distilled water goes so when you travel you can keep your distilled water with yeah. you in the mm-hmm. case i was like that's so cool yeah because it's like it's a hassle to oh mm-hmm. i got to go to the drugstore and like mm-hmm. find some distilled yeah. water when i arrive at my mm-hmm. destination so it's very much self-contained which is cool too good yeah. when you use a car Always a reminder, if you use it in a plane, yeah. do not leave the water in there. <laughs> oh. It's a carry-on. If you oh, carry-on, right. but you can put it through checked luggage. Right. So I couldn't... Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. So I And I couldn't use it on the plane because I, I don't bring the amp coil on the plane. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I carry it on, but I don't use it. Mm-hmm. But I use like I have this PMF device called an Earth Pulse. I plug that thing in. I have mm-hmm. my Bioman. <laughs> I have all <laughs> kinds of biohacking devices that I literally use on the plane. Um, but they're a bit smaller, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was thinking, I was like, oh, I wonder if I could put the Nano V like un- you know in front of my seat and run mm-hmm. that every hour or something. But yeah, no, the water because they're not going to have distilled water on the plane. Okay, now yeah, I know. no, and all they right. don't want that you have a jar of water going through yeah, the security. Yeah, that dream is mm-hmm. over. Okay, good. But therefore, it's solid. You can check it in. Yeah. Yeah. And they can bounce it around as one as long as they want. Yeah. Sure. And you will have really you can check yeah. it in and they can throw it around like yep. that. And it'll be it's fine. Solid build. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because like I'm going to be nervous to do that. I've never checked in the amp coil, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's the same kind of Pelican case, mm-hmm. like all padded, very sturdy. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, I yeah. see those guys 
when you look out the window, they're like just chucking the bags on the conveyor mm-hmm. belt. You know, we never yeah. had one damaged on the cool. plane. But it's not that it couldn't be. And a lot of people are like, no, I'm just keeping it with me. Oh, yeah. and then they just put a good sturdy mm-hmm. container of distilled water in their luggage. Sure. And so you have it at the other end because you don't want to go shopping for distilled mm, water. Yeah, exactly. It has to be sturdy. Yeah? We are producing these devices right. in Seattle and we are shipping it all over the world. Yeah? Right. So when we send it with whatever transportation company to Europe, yeah, they are not. Uh, they don't care what is in there. Yeah? It is your chest high, they drop it. Yeah? Right. And right. it has to survive to the other side. Right. Yeah? Before we come, to, we're about out of time, but before we come to a close... I'd like to hear about if you could kind of briefly summarize some of the studies that have been done and the results of whatever studies have been done, what that looks like before and after, and then also some of the the typical people that are using this device. You mentioned some professional sports teams. I know some race car drivers mm-hmm. are using it. So give me some of the background on who's yeah. using it and you know what's come about in the studies. Sure. Well, the studies, one thing we talked about earlier was inflammation. Yeah. And I have to make a case for the good inflammation, which Hans mentioned is what keeps you alive. Right. So there's good inflammation, the acute or productive inflammation, and there's also the chronic inflammation, which is very bad and you want to get rid of that. And we've had the acute inflammation studied and shown that it is that the immune system's upregulated by the device. And the study was done in a crossover double-blind placebo-controlled study. So the same athlete was tested with or without the NanoV. And they could show that it was improving. And there was only one session, one NanoV session that was, that was studied. And it was a difference in various blood components that are markers for the immune system it was between 10 and 17% improvement in those inflammatory markers. So basically, <laughs> That's crazy. those athletes were kicking in a much stronger immune response wow. than when the same athlete did the same exertion test without the Nano-V. That's insane because typically to get a result like that, you'd think that you'd have to use whatever modality for a long period of time, multiple uses to achieve that Correct. result. Wow. Correct. And so that was a very big one. And the blood lactate was 17% less blood lactate in the athletes. Is that lactic acid, the thing that makes you sore? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so that was, those were the kind of their university studies and they're done double blind placebo control, which is very important. Do you guys, as as owners of the company, do you have to fund those studies yourself? We actually don't have to. We've had them studied. There's oh, cool. enough interest in it. So our studies are actually independent in that that we they're not producing what we pay them to produce. Yeah, well, that's good mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that, that adds mm-hmm. to the validity of um, the studies. If you're yeah. not like, hey, yeah, here's a couple bucks under the table. Give us the result we want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which, Which goes out a lot. Kind big, of suspect. big pharma, you know, you're like, hmm. Yeah. It's like the town sheriff is often the town bank robber. You know, right. it's like, wait a minute, you know. And then the other work we really like is on DNA because the double-strand DNA breaks are hard to repair. The DNA can't replicate from the, the other strand if they're both broken. And uh, we've had that studied both in one case, it was a, a person with cancer going through radiation, which is very, very good at breaking the DNA. And the other was done on athletes, which the endurance athletes will do double strand DNA damage. And it was significantly improved by the use of the nanovi device. And so that with the athletes, it was a week long 
um, endurance training with and a week-long endurance training without the NanoV where they could compare the results. And it was an average of about 25% less of these double-strand breaks in the athletes. Holy crap. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get like three, five percent. That's nice. That's cool. I mean, that's noteworthy and impressive and would indicate, yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy one of these for my team, but that's huge. And that was like a week's training. Crazy. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was um, in vitro, which is also nice because there's no placebo when you have the cells in a Petri dish. They they don't have a placebo effect. <laughs> they don't have consciousness. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or at least we think they don't. We yeah. think and, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those little guys were irradiated intentionally to damage them and just coincidentally exactly the same radiation that's used in cancer and they are cancer therapy, I should say. And then they were treated both before, either before or after with the Nano-V. And in either case, there was less double-strand DNA damage. Wow. From the exposure to the radiation. Interesting. So that would indicate to me, and I'm not making a medical claim, and I know you aren't, I know the rules are tight on this, but to me, because I actually had someone in my Facebook group, by the way, listeners, I have a private Facebook group for listeners of the show called the Lifestyles Podcast. Search it in Facebook and join. One of the questions in there recently was, um, I'm going through chemotherapy. Does anyone have any suggestions on how to sort of combat the damage that the chemotherapy is doing to my body? Well, we have a, there's a lot of people that just need to regain their energy after they've mm-hmm. been through these different therapies. And so right. we do have a lot of experience with that. If they're doing it at the same time as the therapy, it has to be coordinated. Oh, okay. I see. Oh, right. If they're trying to bring the system down, you shouldn't be restoring it at the same time. I'm you glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because <laughs> I was about to jump back in Facebook, go get an NOV. Oh yeah, and then do it, you know, in conjunction. Okay, do it that's, constantly. That's but good. Yeah, the mm-hmm. doctors will will tell you that too. That you don't want to be taking, you know, trying to boost the system up at the on the same days as you're doing the right. those therapies. So those are some pretty impressive studies. Who are some um, of the other users, and why? Why are the uh, the professional race car drivers using the device? They're awesome because they're biohackers. <laughs> right. So they're racing these hot. Porsches and they have a race today. I haven't been able to check the results. It's kind of driving oh, cool. me crazy because I've become a fan. Right, <laughs> right. Because you're like, we want to see the Nano V powered team yeah. win or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. There's there's even a little Ang three on it on oh, the car. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But they um they're driving the Nurburgring, and it's considered it is the longest racetrack, and it's considered the for most people consider it the most dangerous race car track in the world. It's through hairpin curves and all over, and they're in these. Porsches. And so their concentration is everything. They make, you know, life affecting decisions, something like, you know, 50 a minute or something really fast. So when they get in the car, they want to be absolutely peak performance. And so they're biohacking. I love it. They're doing uh, a range of things just like you would. And so when before each driver, they cycle drivers, before each driver gets in the car, they want to be peak and they they include the nano to make that happen. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And one, th- one thing also is worth noting um, when it comes to the different prices of the devices too, is that as I understand it, it's really, it gets more expensive the shorter treatment time yes. you want, right? But yes. essentially the the lower price model is the same, is the same technology. It's same just, technology. You mm-hmm. can have, yeah. Like in the 5,001 and the entry level one, uh, how long is a session? It's an hour. Okay. And then there's a middle price that's a half hour. And mm-hmm. then the J2 Racing Team, I have to say their name. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> we'll put it in the show so notes. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. 
But J2 has the 15-minute one. That's, and that's the one I have, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they actually um, started with the pro device, the half hour, but it doesn't quite fit in because they're trying to do a lot of different things. Right. And so then we upgraded them to the Exo device right. so that right. they... One thing that's cool about it too is it's, um, you know, those of you that are listening, you won't be able to maybe visualize this, but it's, you know, it's a thing about as big as a briefcase or something. Not even that. It's like a small printer. Yeah, you know, yeah, a yeah. Mm. Printer. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Really small printer. And then it has this hose that's about, what, two feet long that's flexible. And then you can just breathe it in out of this little hose or you can put the nasal cannula on. Mm-hmm. But you can just sit there like I sit there and just work and do yep. whatever. I'd like to mm-hmm. say, drive my car around. I sit there and meditate and just have it blowing in mm-hmm. my face. So it's like, it's, it's cool because it doesn't require, even if you had the one that takes an hour, it's really easy to, I'm always on mine like an hour anyway, mm-hmm. even yeah. though it's the 15 minute one. Cause I just, I do you, that you too. I'm like, why not? You know? maximum out of it. I yeah. use yeah. it a lot. I use it a lot or yeah. a few different sessions a day if I'm just sitting at my mm-hmm. desk. Most yeah, people have time at the computer. You were asking totally. who is using it. Yeah, we yeah. mentioned as a sports team and those things. Yeah, corporate wellness is becoming a very important thing. Right. People are using it in companies. Yeah, and because it's easy to transport, right. you can share it with a lot of people. And now you have a device, one treatment, 15 minutes or 20 or half an hour, whatever you can uh, give it to the people while they are working. It just oh, interrupt it. It is on yeah. the desk. Yeah. In our company, we are using it. We have a little cart that is that's getting moved cool. from one office that's room cool. to the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we know a lot of uh, several other companies are starting to incorporate it. So because the people would like to have a peak performance while they are working. Yeah, I'm, picturing, like to I'm picturing like law firms and Wall Street, you yeah. know, offices and things like that. Yeah. Obviously like the tech, you know, the Silicon Valley or, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. that's interesting. That's interesting. That's very cool. We get them going. Keep, in, in my business, caring. we only have uh, one, em- well, she's not an employee, she's a contractor, but she, you mm-hmm. know, comes over and works quite a bit. But I'm like, oh man, if I had a larger company, I would have all this kind of technology, just get everyone on it. Because I'm a good guy. And also, it's really good for the bottom line to have people happy and healthy. And, it's you know, huge for the bottom yeah, line. Yeah, not being fatigued. Yeah. So that's, that's cool in terms, of, uh, in terms of the investment. Yeah. 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 And it is not only that the company's owners are using it to stay on their performance level where they are right now. Yeah. They say, my God, I'm now beginning 50 and I would like to start another company when I'm mid 60. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I need my same performance level. So I start better to do, to do something. Yeah. Right. They also start to think about the employees and say, uh, I need this guy here at the desk. Yeah. 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 I spent all this um, experience that he gained in all over the years. I don't want to, don't want to lose him. Yeah. I like where yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, what have become large corporations like a company like Zappos, for example, I just read a book by the, uh, the CEO and founder of that. And they're so good to their employees. And mm-hmm. because they're so good to them, they have this really healthy company culture and they're all about customer service and they do all these fun activities and all the food's healthy and everyone has great water and it's just mm-hmm. like a really healthy environment. And they do billions of dollars a year, largely as a result of that company culture and that mm-hmm. they're creating mm-hmm. an environment that is healthy and happy and everyone you know mm-hmm. interacts. They have all these activities yeah. and trips. And I think that's a really healthy state of affairs for the corporate entities yeah. around the world. And Dave Asprey's doing that at Bulletproof. He's, right. You know, our, our friend Dave is doing that and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. really taking care of people. And in the end, it's far, it's far better for the bottom line. It's cheaper to keep them than replace them and not have sick days, not have jet lag days where people are off their game. Right. Yeah. It's, so, right. Our society 
moves slowly over in that direction to understand that prevention is an important part, yeah? right. not to repair when it is too late. Yeah? Right. And some countries, now I can take my home country, Germany as an example, corporate wellness is included uh, as tax benefits. Yeah? So companies that, I, that do corporate wellness in those areas, they have a tax deduction and they don't even pay anything for oh, those things. Amazing. They get it refunded. Yeah, But in the entire picture of the so society, it saves a lot of money if you do it right there, you know, keep the people healthy. and It saves everyone money except whom? Big Pharma. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, damn it. No more of these devices. We want people in surgery on meds. Uh, Okay, sorry, I digress. That's another podcast. No, I I did Dr. William Davis yesterday. Mm. We went hardcore. He's not afraid to talk about Mm. that. So, Okay, so uh, thank you guys so much for for joining me. Really lovely to get to meet you in person and go deeper with you. Uh, you've taught me a lot about biology, about this device, about all of this stuff. And I'm now my mind is swimming with new ideas. It's uh, very fascinating. So who have been three of each of your teachers in any field or teachings that have benefited you in your life that you might recommend our listeners go check out for themselves? Teachers or important person? Anyone. Okay. Anyone. Yeah. Ideally, someone that they can go look up and we can put in the show notes. So... If you learned, you know, mm-hmm. about your area of expertise from someone, mm-hmm. you know, further upstream from yourself, so to speak, mm-hmm. like, who are your gurus, you know? Yeah. Okay. My guru, you cannot put up in your show is my mother. She says, <laughs> yeah, stay focused, concentrated, do not give up, put patient and endurance in whatever you do. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you, I can count as one. It's okay. They... A lot of people actually do that. They're like, oh, my mm. grandfather, my mm. mother yeah. or something. I mean, some people are like, Jesus Christ, you mm. know? So I'm not swearing. I'm saying they mm. literally <laughs> say, Jesus is my teacher. Mm. That is someone you could go Google and learn from clearly. The next one, currently, Professor Pollock is, Jay Pollock is one of the persons who is not only incorporating the same thing, endurance and uh, patient and things, yeah? Also what he's driving forward with his groups of other researchers, yeah, and I met a lot of these researchers over the several years in important conferences in mostly in Europe, yeah. Very helpful, very terminated to do the right thing, very careful doing thing, yeah. Uh, knowing that a lot of things what they do could be at first disturbing for the general public. What does it mean? Yeah. But they're working on it to bring it out. And we see a lot of people who are working in this area, say, working on science. It is a very specific group focused. And then we see the people who are trying to implement science in daily products to be out there and to help change the world a little bit. Awesome. Mm-hmm. How about you? I would say Jimmy Carter. That's <laughs> interesting. That's as definitely a, a first. A humanitarian and of that ability, that giving ability and that being so conscientious about all of humanity. And um, I would also say Dr. Pollock, but for different reasons, um, Just he's just a wonderful person and that whole his whole presence and that combined with his scientific contributions is, it, to me, he's just sort of, I, I really love to see him and, you know, a little conversation with him goes a long way. <laughs> and then I... Um, I think I should pass on my third one because I have so many that would be different equivalents. That's fine. I'll let you. <laughs> I'll let you get away with that. And finally, uh, we mentioned your website. Where can people find you on social media, websites, all that stuff? Our Instagram is Eng3Corp, and then the URL for the website you mentioned 
earlier, ang3corp.com. We're on, you know, LinkedIn, there's a bit, but really that it's, and then Facebook is also Ang3Corp. It's easy to find if you search for Ang3 cool. in, awesome. in Facebook. Mm-hmm. We'll put that in the show notes. And uh, listeners, as always, I want to remind you guys that if you want the show notes for this show and you want all of these links for every book and resource that we talk about, you can go to lukestory.com forward slash newsletter, enter your name and email. And every week I promise to send you the announcements for every podcast, including the very extensive show notes with all the links included. So wow. don't forget to do that. LukeStory.com forward slash newsletter. Thank you, Rowena. Thank you, Hans. It's been a pleasure to get to know you today and uh, enjoy the rest of your conference here at the Longevity Now Conference in Anaheim, California. Thank, Thank you, Luke. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. been great. Thank Thanks. you. Now, I don't know about you, but I think my IQ might have just gone up a few points from having this conversation with Hans and Rowena. Very cool stuff. Very sciencey, very geeky, but at the same time, When you're talking about just harnessing the laws of nature and applying those to your body, it's a win-win type situation. Nature, body, add those two together and you've got health. So really cool. Feel very fortunate to have the opportunity to sit down and ask every goddamn geeky question I could ever think of. And it brought me back to uh, something actually as I was beginning to cut this outro there was a time when I had David Wolf come over to the studio and uh, record a podcast, which came out a while ago. We've done two of them, one on Skype, one of them in person. The second one was a blast. We ate a bunch of crazy superfoods that he brought over from Hawaii. And then after we were done recording, I put him through this mega intense biohacking session by stacking all at once the amp coil, the nano V and my vital reaction hydrogen inhaler, which is quite a trio. That's like a pretty heavy duty combo. And it's a combo that will definitely knock you on your ass in the best sense of the word, meaning it sent him into this crazy deep meditation for about an hour while the rest of us were all hanging out, playing guitar, shooting the shit, a very cool memory, uh, including the nano V. So I just thought of that. Maybe I thought of it because the nano V helps improve your memory by getting rid of the oxidative stress in your brain, huh? See, I'm learning, I'm learning. Check it out. Uh, In addition to great stories, I also have a store. What? Yeah. Get over to lukestory.com forward slash store where I link out to all of my favorite supplements, foods, books, biohacking technologies. And in many cases, I provide you with a discount. So get over to lukestory.com forward slash store. That's a great way to support the podcast and your own health and also save yourself a few bucks because I got tons of exclusive discount codes over there. In terms of social media, you know, my thing is really Instagram. I don't know. I try to tweet something. It's a goddamn echo chamber in there. I get no love. But on Instagram, I'm having a lot of fun. My following's growing and I get to meet kind of virtually a lot of you listeners. So I'd love for you to join me at Luke Story on Instagram. Follow me and uh, let's get a conversation going. However, I got to say, and I'm not trying to sound like a diva here, but uh, if you want to converse on Instagram, the best way to do it is in the comment section of posts rather than sending me a direct message because here's the deal. I get so many direct messages that I can't keep track of them all and I can't answer them. And again, you know, not trying to sound like a hotshot. It's just a fact, okay? You start a podcast, a few million people listen to it, and uh, next thing you know, you get a bunch of direct messages. But if you leave comments, those are kind of easier to respond to, easier to see. I don't miss them as much because I do 
uh, make a habit of, of checking those. And then if I can comment back and answer questions and things like that, you don't selfishly get the answer, but you get to give the question and the answer to everyone else that sees the post. So join me on Instagram as well. And then I would, of course, like to thank our sponsors. The first one being, of course, Organifi. Go to Organifi.com and that's spelled with an I, my friends. That's Organifi.com forward slash Luke. And if you enter the code Lifestylist, you'll save 20% off. Couple products I might recommend over there are the Organifi Gold, the Organifi Red, and their probiotics. Start there and you will be winning. Next, athleticgreens.com forward slash Luke. Go over there to get your super crazy powerful all-in-one mega space food green powder. And when you go over there for the first time, you will get 20 free travel packs worth 99 bucks with your first purchase. So that's athleticgreens.com forward slash Luke. And next week's episode features my friend Max Lugavere, where we're talking about genius foods for high performance and happiness. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss that one. Now, having said all of that, got to take a breath, but I'm going to be taking a breath of the Nano V. No, for real, I've got it here in the office. I'm going to fire this baby up and do a session before my evening mobility and stretching drills, which I'm getting in the habit of doing as I wind down for the night. And I'm about to do that. So check it out. I'm going to fire it up right now on the mic, but I want you to know this is not a bong, although it sort of looks like one. Here I introduce to you, as I take you out of this episode, the Nano V. This episode of the Lifestylist Podcast was produced by podcastmasters.net.